Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Right away today, Luke chapter 21, beginning in verse 7. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them, but when you shall hear of wars and commotions. Does that sound like similar language to what Paul was teaching in Second Thessalonians chapter 2? Let me just bring a little reference here. I'm going to keep my finger in Luke chapter 21. I want you to see this so you could cross-reference it in your Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is basically how Paul starts out his letter with the Thessalonians when he's talking about the last days. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Isn't that exactly what Jesus is saying in verse 8 of Luke 21? Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. The time draws near. Go ye not after them, 
Okay? So Paul's saying the same thing in 2 Thessalonians. Don't be troubled when people are, are shaken in mind by word, by spirit, or letters from us is that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you. It's the same exact language. And then in Luke 21, verse, uh, the latter part of verse 8, or let's just go to verse 9, 20, Luke 21, 9. But, so in other words, don't be deceived. A lot of people are going to come. They're going to say the day of the Lord's at hand. It's all ready to happen any moment now. But Jesus says, don't be fooled by that. There are things that have to happen first. And that's exactly what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Hey, don't be troubled by all these people saying the imminent rapture of the church is coming. Any moment now, get ready. It could all, no, no, no. There are things that have to happen first. But that day cannot come, shall not come, until that man of sin be revealed, until their grumma falling away, et cetera, et cetera. So Jesus, in his language, says in Luke 21, 9, but when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. So in other words, in the understanding that there's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's commotions, there's pestilences, there are troubles, there are famines, there are earthquakes. I mean, Jesus in the Gospels, he laid it out. He said, listen, there's going to be a global upheaval, not isolated events in isolated places at isolated times. He said, no, at the same time, there will be global events going on all around the world at the same time. And he said, when you see that happen, then understand that it's coming, it's coming, but it's not the end yet. And that's what Paul was saying. There were people running around in the church at Thessalonica saying, the, the Lord's coming any minute now, any minute now, any minute now. And it was the doctrine of imminency. And Paul had to write them and say, listen, stop that. That cannot happen until these things happen. And then he describes what would be actually the beginning of the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth with the appearing of the man of sin, the son of perdition. And so we know biblically that all connects to the great tribulation of Revelation 13. So Jesus, again, in the Gospels, I'm in Luke 21, he said, But when you hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said, Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. All right, so the Lord is giving us a clue so that we don't just live our lives with this whimsical idea that Jesus is going to come any moment, regardless of what the signs or the conditions look like. No, he said there will be particular conditions there would be particular signs in the atmosphere in the world and again he's talking very much in general about global events happening at the same time and that's what you and i 
Well, I mean, we're living in a world where because of television, because of uh, technology, we could press a button and see what's going on in Australia or going on in Africa or in China or Russia or South America or at the border. Uh, we could look at the storms that are hitting all over the world. We could see famines and pestilences and Boko Rahams and Hamas and Hezbollah and ISIS and Al Qaeda. And we could see domestic terrorism. And, you know, we get to see it all. In real time right now, you may say, well, that's always been, but we're witnessing an intensification of the labor pains, and that's really what Jesus is talking about here. These are the beginning of sorrows. Remember in Matthew 24, after saying these things, he said, these are the beginning of sorrows. So there may have been in the world crises since the fall of Adam. We don't deny that. There's been a crisis from Cain murdering Abel all the way through to this very day. There's always been crises in the planet because the God of this world is a God of crises. He's a God of chaos. He's a God of turmoil. And he's a God of hate. And he's, you know, that's who he is. And so that doesn't surprise us. But when in a generation that is an eyewitness of Israel becoming a nation again, the exponential rise of technology, people traveling all over the world, these Bible prophecies about the end times. And then through technology, we get to see in real time the global upheaval, the global turmoil, the global commotion, all of this destabilization. And that's what commotion means, to destabilize. And we are living in a country right now that we are being destabilized. There's very little stability any longer in the United States, very little stability in nations around the world because governments are shifting, things are changing, because we believe that the Antichrist is getting ready to be thrown down to this earth and take his position of rage and fury for three and a half years. So we know that's coming, but we're looking for the signs that precede that. And so Jesus is telling us, but that's not really my message today, okay? I've got something else I want to talk to you about. But I just wanted you to see that these are the signs that Jesus said would be in existence. Now, I want to go all the way down to verse 25 in Luke 21. I just want to shift all the way down to 25. And it says, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Well, right now we see a pestilence coming on the earth. We see we're going to talk about vaccinations today because it's kind of the headline news going on all over the world, and we need to address it, and we want to address it properly, along with 110,000 Russian troops lining up on their border uh, with the Ukraine, and uh, there's a lot of activity about war and the crisis at the border and all kinds of issues. Now, we don't look at those and get bored with them. We look at them from our minute perspective to the ends of the earth. I mean, we are witnessing Signs of the times that Jesus said would be in existence that would represent the beginning of sorrows upon that final generation that would actually usher in the age of the Antichrist, the greatest tribulation. Jesus did say that there is a tribulation coming 
that has never existed before and after it will never exist again. And there has not been a global tribulation. I'm talking global, all over the world, worldwide, where nations are bowing down and yielding and worshiping the dragon and the beast. And all these principalities and powers are manifestly declaring their rulership over the nations of the earth through the leadership of Satan. So Jesus said it was coming, all right? So we are looking from the perspective of our generation. Again, I want to say it a little bit slower, our generation. And remember, we were talking with Daniel Seckham yesterday, and in Psalm chapter 90, it talks about a generation. The number of our days will be 70 years And if by strength or by victory or an ability to stand against the forces, 80 years. So we were told in the book of Psalms that we have 70 to 80 years representing a lifespan. And we know that in 1948, Israel came back to life. It was birthed back to life again. It has grown up. It has become a full-blown nation with its own capital in Jerusalem. Okay? And so they are today 73 years old. So... We are still living within the context of the final generation, the generation that would witness the fig tree putting forth its branches. Israel was likened unto a fig tree in the book of Hosea. And so we're literally witnessing the fig tree nation putting forth its branches, representing the final generation according to the word of God. And that means we are in the context of the final generation. What do we are? We're in 2021. There's 73. We have seven years left. And only God knows what the next seven years are going to be like. Only God knows if that tomorrow, you know, the earth will shake because of the violent falling out of the second heaven of Satan, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the devil coming down to this earth. Revelation 12 is what I'm talking about. So we don't know how soon, but we, we're in a seven years for a lifespan for a nation a generation and of not only witnessing the generation of Israel coming back to life again, which was amazing. I mean, that's how many nations do you know that disappear and are scattered for 1900 plus years and then come back to life again and become a full blossomed nation. That's never happened before. Come on. That's never happened before. They talk about a revived Roman empire. Well, You know, there's aspects of that, but we're talking about a nation belonging to God that came back together, fully bloomed, okay? And so, and they've been alive now for 73 years, and we have between 70 and 80 years to represent that final generation. Very interesting in Bible prophecy. And then we also have the prophecy of technology exploding. There will be a rise of knowledge. Knowledge shall be increased. Technology has exponentially risen. So Bible prophecies. And then you look at all the other end-time Bible prophecies in the words of Jesus, and you realize this is really coming. I mean, this is global. It's happening at the same time. There is an end-time tribulation that will not just be in an isolated place at an isolated time with an isolated people. It will be a great tribulation, like the book of Revelation declares, that will affect the sun, moon, and stars. It'll affect every nation on earth, every tribe, every tongue, every language. It will affect the sea, the mountains, the deserts, the skies, the birds of the air, the beasts of the earth. It will affect everything in the sea, the ship people. I mean, the book of Revelation incorporates into itself 
everything. You're in it. I guarantee if we are that final generation, you're in the book of Revelation, and you need to find out where you are in that book. And we're going to be talking about that at the church. But I just wanted to bring you to another point here. So men's hearts are failing for fear for what they're seeing or looking after those things that are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then, this is all during the tribulation time. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That's the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul writes about in Second Thessalonians, about our being gathered together unto him and the coming of the Lord. But here's what I wanted to say to you. They shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Oh, I want to talk about that just for a second. Your redemption draweth nigh. So, if I got it right here. So that phrase, your redemption draweth nigh, literally means, okay, first of all, notice in verse 28, when these things begin to come to pass. Now, Jesus said, these are the beginning of sorrows. So what we understand about the beginning of sorrows through a biblical perspective is that as a woman that has been impregnated, Okay, and all of a sudden the time comes where she starts to have a birth pang. And when that first pang comes, from what I understand about women that have birth pangs, is that's a very unusual, whoa, what was that? You know, and we've had birth pangs, like 9 11 was a birth pang, okay, and we've had birth pangs since 9-11 in our generation. There's been a few along the way, no doubt about it, since Israel's been a nation within this final generation. Go back 73 years, and you'll see a lot of birth pangs, like the passing of the bill of abortion. Uh, There's tons of stuff that's got on, but we're talking about global birth pangs. Now, the beginning of sorrows is the beginning of the birth pangs. The tribulation is the birthing. So in other words, all these global events that are going on around the world right now are the birth pangs. And what is happening, the closer you get to the birth, the more accelerated the birth pangs become and more intense. So we are now witnessing an intensification and an acceleration of global birth pangs around the world. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, do what? He said, look up. Look up. And that word, the the anakupto, the anakupto, it literally means to unbend rather than being bowed down and bent over or to rise, to be elated. In other words, you and I should have an inward spiritual atmosphere of elation. Elation. It's happening. It's happening. The Lord is coming. Yes, there are birth pangs. 
Yes, there's a great tribulation that's going to be birthed into the earth. The Antichrist is coming out of the womb of heaven, if you will, in Revelation 12, and he's coming onto the earth. And he's going to begin his three-and-a-half-year great global tribulation. That's what the Bible clearly says. Well, but yet Jesus tells us to look up, rise up, and be elated. Now, I'm going to do something real quick. You ready for this? Hey, Siri, what does the word elation mean? Elation means great happiness and exhilaration. Great happiness and exhilaration. So can you imagine so many people get terrified about hearing the end-time prophecies because they're not understanding that the good news in the midst of all of that is Christ is coming. There's going to be a great tribulation. Yes, there's going to be an antichrist. Yes, there's going to be persecution. There's no avoiding it. As a matter of fact, the second church in the book of Revelation, Smyrna, is told that Christ has nothing against them. He just says, you're living in an environment where there are two forces that are going to press in upon you, the unbelieving Jews who hate Christianity and the Roman citizens of Smyrna who are into Caesar worship. They are going to press on both sides, and they're going to cast you into prison. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. And so what the Lord is telling the church of Smyrna is that the time is coming where you're going to be pressed, which is the word tribulation, pressure, thalipsis. You're going to be pressed by your society, but be faithful because they're going to persecute you. Jesus didn't tell them anything but you're going to go through persecution, but be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life. And we're going to talk about that more. I mean, I can't wait to just get into this study. Uh, Smyrna was also known for its sports and athletics, and everybody knew if you won, you got a crown. Well, Jesus identifies the overcoming saints in that society that are being pressed by their society, and yet even persecuted by the pressure, which is a type and shadow of a global end-time event that's going to come on the earth for people that are in this world. Now, he goes on to say that we should be very happy, elated, okay? That's what the word actually means. And then the Lord said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up, be elated. Wow, it's happening. Then, and lift up your heads, to lift up is the epiao, and that word there simply means to raise up, exalt, poise, position yourself, gather your poise, to be lifted up in the sense of, I mean, the world's here, right? And yet you and I are told by Jesus when we see these things begin to come to pass, which is right now, we've been watching them begin to come to pass for a long time, and suddenly the birth is going to come, right? But he says that we should be looking up with elation. Why? He said, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Oh, hallelujah. That's the apolutrosis, redemption, the apolutrosis. I love that word, and you should too. It is the meaning of that word, the apolutrosis, is ransom in full, Ransom in full, riddance, Christian salvation, deliverance, but it is also a releasing effected by payment or ransom. Again, it means deliverance, 
In other words, when you see these things begin to come to pass, don't bite your nails. Don't be afraid. Don't get gloomy. Don't get sad. Don't bow down. Don't hide. No, lift up your head with elation and go, wow, this is what my father said was going to happen at the end of the world before Jesus comes. And so we're elated. And I pray to God that you will find your elation, your great happiness, your exuberation and exhilaration. Oh, I pray not that you're believing for a pre-trib rapture, the, pre, the imminent pre-tribulational rapture. No. He says when you see these things begin to come to pass and you see the beginning of sorrows and you know that the great tribulation is going to be birthed, You're going to go through it, but your spiritual attitude towards that is the joy. And that's why I love in the book of Revelation, he writes to Smyrna, he says, you're not escaping in a preacher rapture when your society is about to press on you from both sides. And in our world, it's not just from two sides. The Christian community globally around the world, whether you're in China or wherever you are, Iran, the Middle East, wherever, the North, east, southwest, forces are coming against the body of Christ, spiritual, demonic forces through different manifestations of political powers and antichrist powers, and they're all going to start pressing harder and harder. Here in America, we really don't know about that kind of pressure, but it's coming, and we're all beginning to witness this thing going all around. Oh, my gosh, what's going on here? Well, Rather than living in fear, rather than living in doubt, rather than living in a troubled mind, we should be observing these times right now, and we should be lifting up our heads, and we should be knowing that our release is coming, that the Lord is coming, and we're going to be gathered together unto the Lord. That's where we should be spiritually, so that if, We are persecuted or cast into prison or killed for our faith. Our internal spiritual environment should already be, I knew this was coming. I understand this. Now I'm in it, but I know it's all because Jesus. I'm suffering because of Jesus. Now, is everybody going to suffer? Nope. Is everybody going to be feeling the pressure of the great tribulation? Nope. Is it because they're gone in a pre-trib rapture? Nope. It's because God has a place prepared for somebody in the body of Christ in the wilderness where he's provided a place for them for three and a half years to nourish them and take care of them. He has his Goshens. He has his arcs. He has all kinds of things he's setting up in these last days for the overcomers. And yet there will be overcomers in the book of Smyrna in the letter to Smyrna, that will suffer persecution. Some of you are going to go into prison. Be thou faithful unto death. I'll give you the crown of life, the victor's crown. We have to be encouraged to be victorious and understand we are living in a race. We are living in a battle. We are living at a time where all the global events are declaring to us, now is the time. The birth pangs are accelerating, intensifying. Something's going to be birthed. But let me declare this as well. The Bible also teaches that while the birthing of the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth is coming, there is also a birthing in Revelation 12 again of the sons of God or a sonship company. At, and the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, what? 
all creation groans and travails, waiting for the manifestation of the sons, plural, of God. Wow. And also in Romans chapter 8, Paul tells us that we have this earnest expectation that we will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. And that's what the redemption is, a deliverance from the world, the flesh, the devil, the pressure. I mean, there is a liberty ahead of us. And what are we to do while we're waiting for it? Elation, joy unspeakable and full of glory. I want you to find that today. I'm searching that out. I want to get into there. So let's be clear about something right now. The end time message of Jesus Christ was not a dramatic thing to strike fear in his disciples. Although he said there would be fearful things going on. He said men's hearts, failing them for fear and looking after those things that are coming on the earth. But to his disciples, he says, you lift up your head. You know that your redemption is near. The only reason why we would resist the elation and the joy of this moment, it does not negate preparation. Being elated and happy and joyful about the moment doesn't tell Noah, stop building your ark. He doesn't say, stop going into Goshen. No, get your things ready. Continue. Blend it all together. Take the whole counsel of God's word. Use every part of it. And just understand that there's so much that we can employ in our own personal lives and how we live every day. We could be preparing joyfully, preparing joyfully. Wow. So fearful things are coming, but you're not to be in fear. You should be elated, but don't let your relation blind you to the necessity of preparing and getting ready spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. We should be getting prepared, 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 prepared. Praise God that we have a very blessed life right now. Most of us that are listening right now, we are very blessed people. We haven't known this kind of pressure. We've had a little trials since we've been Christians. Our friends don't like us anymore. The, the boss told us we can't pray, and we thought that was real persecution and trouble. You know, um, my family told me I'm not part of them anymore. We thought that was really big trouble. Folks, that the trouble that most of us in America have faced has been because of our own sinful nature. It's been because of our own stupidity, our own mistakes. We really haven't known what it's like, maybe some of you have, to live for Christ so honorably and then suffer for that with real persecution. Well, our brothers and sisters in China know, our brothers and sisters in Russia do, our brothers and sisters in Germany knew, in Iran know, in Israel know, in Iraq know, in South America know, all over the world in Europe and the they know. A lot of people know what it is like to suffer, not only in our generation, but for the last 2,000 years. The church has been in conflict with the world and the powers of darkness since the beginning of time. Only in America do we really have no idea what it means to suffer for doing what is right. Not for being stupid, not for being arrogant, not for being, not for being braggadocious, not for being ignorant. No, suffering because we're living for Jesus Christ. Our society has allowed us to live for him however we wanted to. You could be the greatest Christian in the world, and there was no problem for a long time. But now the time is coming that when you live an outspoken life for Jesus Christ, it may cost you some stuff, maybe even your own life. See, but we haven't known that. Nobody has told us you can't live and to be a Christian. 
But the, there were societies, and there are societies, where people are living to be real Christians, but they are suffering for it by their governments. And it's not just, I don't like you anymore, don't call me, or you're, you're stupid, or, you know, get out of We don't want you to hang out with us. You know, we have children that are committing suicide because of cyberbullying on the Internet. A Facebook post comes out, and something's happening in the social media realm, and people commit suicide because their friends didn't like them on Facebook. This is the generation that's growing up beneath us and around us. And I don't know. It's it just our generation is absolutely signaling red alerts, signs of the times are everywhere. Now, because you and I are serving the Lord, okay, we're where we are. We want to do what is right. We're looking for ways to honor the Lord. We want to do good works because we want to honor the Lord. We're not doing good works to be saved. We're saved by grace through faith. Okay, we have the love of God in our heart. We just want to help somebody. We want to help somewhere, somehow. We don't want to be wasteful. We don't want to be emotional. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit, and we want to do something, right? We want to do something. What, what can I do in, in the life that God has given me? How can I be an effectual witness? How can I be salt? How can I be light? How can I love my friends that are taking the vaccination, the COVID vaccination? How can I have compassion and pity for them when they call me up and they tell me, well, my wife just took the COVID vaccination shot. She's very sick. Um, You know, I can't hang out with you today. My wife's sick. And you call up and say, well, did you take the vaccination shot too? Yes, I did. So what do you do when people that are a little bit ignorant about some things, uh, maybe not tuned in, maybe they have a leftist agenda, maybe they're more liberal and they believe that everything the news media told them and Fauci told them, et cetera, et cetera, and they're taking these shots and they're getting sick. And now there's an article out here. I'd like to read it to you. It's called Depopulation by Vaccination. And some people would call this, you know, Fear-mongering, I didn't write it. I just received it from a friend of mine who is uh, very fair in his sharing of things. And here's a little article. It's kind of hard to read, but I'm going to give it a shot. I wish I had a pair of little glasses, but I don't. So here's what it says. Mike Yeadon, ex-chief scientist of Pfizer, has stated that it is now too late to save any person who has been injected with any COVID-19 vaccine. He urges those who have not yet been injected with the deadly compound to fight for the continuation of humans and the lives of their children. The world acclaimed immunologist, the immunologist, goes on to outline the process which he says will kill the vast majority of people now alive. Immediately on receipt of the first injection, around 0.8% of people die within two weeks. The survivors have a life expectancy of two years on average, but this is decreased with every top-up or booster injection. So the first shot, you've committed Harry Carey, according to what Dr. Michael Yeadon is saying, or the chief scientist of Pfizer. 
Okay, he went on to say this. Supplemental vaccines are in development to cause degradation of specific organs, including the heart, lungs, and brain. Having been intimately acquainted with functioning and goals of research and development of the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer for two decades, Professor Yeadon states that the final goal of the currently administered regime of vaccinations can only be a mass depopulation event which will make all the world wars combined seem like a Mickey Mouse production. He said, and I quote, billions are already condemned to certain unchangeable and agonizing deaths. Each person who has received the injection will certainly die prematurely and three years is a generous estimate for how long they can expect to remain alive. I did not write that article. A friend of mine sent me that article. Another friend of mine would hear this article and say, that's nonsense, that's baloney. You know, my thought right now is to love and to have compassion and pity on all people, those that take the vaccination, those who don't take the vaccination. I don't want to get into a war with people that are taking vaccinations. I pity them. If this article is true, I triply pity them. I I would go to them and I would ask. My friend told me last night, he said, um, we were going to get together. He says, I can't do it. My wife took this second shot injection. She's very sick. He called me this morning after I asked him last night, late at night. I said, did you take it too? He said, yes, I did. And I just went silent. And he called again today with a text. She's still very sick. I've been praying for her. Her name is Maria. And so we're praying for Maria. But then I woke up and this article is here. Once you've taken the shot, you're doomed to death. Now, I know that Jesus Christ is greater than that shot. And I know that the blood of Jesus and the miracle working power of Jesus can deal with this issue. And so if people have taken a shot, rather than shunning them, If they're crying out, oh, my God, I made a mistake, I didn't know, whatever, well, we need to pray for them. Unless, of course, this is the mark of the beast. Because if it's the mark of the beast, there is nothing you could do. I agree. Now, is there something we could do about people that took a vaccination that's determined to kill them? And it's not the mark of the beast, it's just kind of a forewind of something? Yeah, we could pray. We could pray. God knows the hearts of everybody. But this man is telling us this is a depopulation event. Who's Mike Eden? Somebody search him out. My friend sent it to me. I believe that he's pretty accurate and he searches things out and he doesn't just think, send things haphazardly. Chief scientist of Pfizer, Mike Eden, the ex-chief scientist of Pfizer. Depopulation Mass vaccination. Hmm, what about it? Well, here's another article, by the way, coming out from Prophecy News Watch. And this article is concerning the seven reasons why vaccine passports are a dangerous idea. Do you know much about passports? 
let me let me finalize a thought that I just had about our position in this moment. Remember, we have to position ourselves, have our poise, get your poise about you, lift up your head, be elated, all the signs of the times, something's coming. And what will come out of the birthing of the Antichrist and the Great Tribulation is the mark of the beast. If it's already happening right now, if it's already beginning in other parts of the world and it's going to circle the earth and really clamp down and as a snare shall it come upon the whole earth. Um, in Luke 21, let me just read it to you, um, where Jesus said in verse 34 of Luke 21, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. So a snare is coming, and that snare is within the great tribulation, the mark of the beast, the controlling factor, okay? So we are poised. We are elated. We know that it's fearful times. Men's hearts will fail for what they see coming, but not us. We see something else coming beyond it. We see that beyond all of this, Jesus, our hope, the resurrection, the translation, the harpazo, the being caught up to meet the Lord immediately after the tribulation of those days, the angels of God being sent as the Lord is in a cloud and he sends them with a shout of a trumpet and an angel, an archangel voice. And I mean, that's what we're looking for. Okay. We know what's coming, but our focus isn't what's coming. We're looking beyond that to the coming of the Lord. So we are elated. The rest of the world, this thing's coming like a snare. Okay? So, poise ourselves. Now, this passport idea. The vaccination... Every single day, that's all you're hearing, unless you shut your TV off, shut your radio off, shut off everything, and say, you know, I just can't hear this anymore. The reality, however, is that this is what's being talked about all over the world, global vaccination through our modern-day technology at a time in human history that could never have existed before this generation, this could have never happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? There could never have been a global government, a global oversight, a global mandate, a global power all over the world at the same time governing the people of the earth, mandating a vaccination. It could have never happened. There wasn't the technology except for within this generation since Israel became a nation. And now, seven years left to the 80 years, seven years left to the 80 years being completed, seven years left, and all of a sudden, a global vaccination being made mandatory, In some places, not all, but as the powers of darkness grow in their authority, as resistance is belittled and set down and opposition is quelled and the adversary that is greater than the American government, it's way beyond that, you're going to see this. Now, here's what they're pushing for. 
along with the global vaccination, is a vaccination passport. And I want to read this to you. It take me about 10 minutes. Article, again, is seven reasons why vaccine passports are a dangerous idea. So what is a vaccine passport? As the use of vaccine passports snowballs around the world, concerns about their potential reach and implications are growing. Concerns. Vaccine passports or passes or certificates are being rushed through around the world, rushed through around the world, including in places where most people have not been able to get a vaccine yet. Now, I got to stop for a moment and just say that things are being rushed through around the world. Rushed through is another way of saying acceleration. Okay, acceleration. And that's what we are seeing. That's what God told us was coming. Acceleration. Now, they are being touted as a way of jump-starting the global economy. It's all about the money. It's all about the economy, stupid, right? That's what they've said. And the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. So they're saying that this is a way of jump-starting the global economy by providing a means for people to prove their vaccinated status, allowing them to travel, shop, go to the gym, attend sporting and cultural events, and conduct other indoor activities. Now, in Texas, the governor of Texas opened the stadium for the Texas Rangers baseball game. And I think 30 or 40,000 people poured into the stadium and they watched the ball game. This drove the Antichrist powers, the left, insane. How dare they disobey, you know, that kind of thing. But listen, I believe that the twisted, satanic thing that's at work in our world today, through whomsoever it's working, is sick and twisted enough to have an idea, thought, and we've known this for a year now, and I think you do too, the resistors, we're not wearing masks. We're not getting vaccinated. We are going to gather. The resistors, they are sick and twisted enough to release a plague more intense. Now, this is what Bill Gates said was going to happen. They're going to put something to force people and put more fear than ever before in people. I've got to take this vaccination. I've got to wear these masks. I've got to separate. In other words, a plague is going to be released to make it impossible, unless you're vaccinated, to get through. I don't know exactly what it looks like, how it's going to work, but I want to continue on in the article. So if you want to see the global economy get jump-started, they're saying, you got to have a vaccination passport. If you want to get on the planes and help the plane industry, you want to go shopping, you want to go to the mall, you got to have a passport. Countries like Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Singapore have already introduced vaccine passports in the last couple of months. Okay. Of course, the use of the word passport is deceptive. Passport 
implies a document endorsed by a state that establishes citizenship and guarantees diplomatic protection. A traditional passport does not require the bearer to participate in a vaccine program, although immunity certificates have existed for diseases such as yellow fever. Another difference is that a vaccine passport is likely to come in the form of a digital document. The potential scope of its application is also far broader than that of a normal passport. It could be required not only to establish identity and vaccine status at national borders, but also to travel, access public buildings, and basic services within one's own country or residence. In countries that already have an established national health service, such as the UK and Israel, the vaccine passport has been mandated at state level. In the US, tech and health care, let me say this again. In the US, tech and health care companies are firmly in the driving seat, at least 17 alternative programs are currently under development. As for the EU, the European Union, it has proposed issuing digital green certificates that would allow EU residents to travel freely across the 27-nation block by the summer, as long as they have been vaccinated tested negative for COVID-19, or recovered from the disease. It's worth noting that the EU has been studying the feasibility of creating a common EU vaccination card since early 2019. So, 27 nations within the European bloc. I want to go travel from Germany to Switzerland. I want to go to from Italy. I want to go to Bavaria. I want to go hiking. I want to just go traveling through the 27 countries in the European bloc. Well, You can't do it without a passport, a vaccination passport, proof you've been vaccinated. International initiatives. Excuse me, back to the article. Now, remember, are you getting afraid, anxious, nervous? It's kind of intense, isn't it? I mean, isn't it just a little bit intense to think that 110,000 Russian troops are at their border at Ukraine? Isn't it intense, the border crises on the border of what's coming through, the drug cartels, human trafficking, all kinds of MS-13 gangs? Al-Qaeda members, Russian forces, Chinese terrorists. I mean, who knows who's coming into America? Who knows? It's intense. Talking about vaccinations, pandemics, pestilences, maybe a war, internal affairs. We live in a country right now that major cities in the last week have broken out into violent protests, which they call peaceful protests. Nothing peaceful about looting a store, burning down a building, breaking windows, 
That's not a peaceful protest. That's not the kind of protest that happened on January 6th when nearly a million patriots were in Washington, D.C., except for the Capitol building, which was most likely led by Antifa. The million people didn't burn any cars, break any windows, have any violence walking all over D.C. Nothing. Only at the concentrated place at the Capitol where Antifa, different people that were antagonistic, kind of brought people and some people engaged in some violence. But why is that so much more violent than what we saw for nine months? You know, it's still an incredulous idea to me. It's just unfathomable how people are, uh, you know, soaking in that poison in that narrative and that doctrine is so false. But it's intense, isn't it? People are becoming suspect. People are watching. It's an intense moment. Well, it should be. But for you and I, we have to rise above it, elate, come above it and say, wow, these are the signs of the times. So there are also initiatives taking place internationally, such as the Smart Vaccination Certificate Working Group. Have you heard of them? Again, they're called the Smart Vaccination Certificate Working Group, whose partners include the World Health Organization, UNICEF, and the ITU, and the European Commission. So the group is focused on establishing key specifications, standards, and a trust framework for a digital vaccination certificate to facilitate implementation of effective and inter. Uh, inter- Interoperable, interoperable, that means inside operational digital solutions that support COVID-19 vaccine delivery and monitoring with intended applicability to other vaccines. Are you kidding me? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? This group, the Smart Vaccination Certificate Working Group, the World Health Organization, the WHO, UNICEF, the ITU, what are they doing along with the European Commission? focused on establishing key specifications, standards, and a trust framework for a digital vaccination certificate to facilitate implementation of effective and interoperable digital solutions that support COVID-19 vaccine delivery and monitoring with intended applicability to other vaccines. Another initiative is the Common Pass Digital Health App. Have you heard of that? The Common Pass Digital Health App being developed by the Commons Project Foundation, or the CPJ, which was founded by the Rockefeller Foundation and is supported by the World Economic Forum. The Common Pass is both a framework and an app that will allow individuals to access their lab results and vaccination records and consent to have that information used to validate their COVID status without revealing any other underlying personal health information. That's getting into some private information. This one says that it allows individuals to access their lab results. So you can go get your lab result and your vaccination records 
and consent to have that information used to validate their COVID status without revealing any other underlying personal health information. Then there's ID2020, a non-governmental organization that advocates for digital IDs for the billion undocumented people worldwide. Okay, this is going to get intense. You ready? Let's, I'm going to go a little bit slower. This is called the ID2020. It is a non-governmental organization that advocates for digital IDs for the billion undocumented people worldwide and underserved groups like refugees. In 2019, ID2020 launched a new digital identity program in collaboration with the government of Bangladesh and the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, called GAVI, G-A-V-I. It is now involved in the Good Health Pass Collaborative, an open, inclusive, cross-sector initiative bringing together leading companies and organizations from the technology, health, and travel sectors. Wow. You know, I'm reminded a few years ago when in India, they brought all those Indian people that had no computers, they had no banks, they had nothing, they were just kind of living, and they brought them all online, remember that? And they gave them the banking system, and they got them all set up, and what is this all about? Well, here's a pause for thought. Pause for thought. Some of these initiatives are already being piloted by companies, including airlines and local or regional authorities. All Nippon's Airways has started a test of the common pass on its flights from Tokyo, Hanada to New York. Last week, New York unveiled its Excelsior Pass, which is based on technology from IBM. Other states are likely to follow suit. France has also just completed a month-long trial of a health passport app for Air France passengers traveling to Martinique and Guadalupe. The speed at which these initiatives are being rushed out should give pause for thought. Just as with contact tracing apps, the rollout is haphazard and rife with conflicts of interest. The technology is unproven and the privacy issues are glaring. Now, here are the seven reasons why vaccine passports should worry us as this writer of the article. Number one, and there's probably more, by the way. Number one, we still don't know how effective or safe the vaccines are. The ostensible goal behind the vaccine passport is to provide proof that a person has taken an officially approved vaccine and therefore poses less of a contagion risk. That's the mindset. Yet, we still don't know just how effective or safe each vaccine is. Naturally, the efficacy levels of each vaccine vary. As WHO itself concedes, the World Health Organization itself concedes, there is still uncertainty over whether inoculation actually prevents 
transmission of the virus. We also have no idea how long the immunity or the partial or otherwise provided by each vaccine lasts. What's more, some of the vaccines appear to have reduced efficacy against some variants, including the B.1.351 strain originally identified in South Africa. It's not just the potential lack of efficacy that should have us worried. There are also big safety concerns. Numerous adverse reactions have already been reported around the world. True. In the case of the vaccines developed by AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson, concerns about blood clotting side effects have led some countries to restrict or even suspend their use. In the U.S., the latest VAER's data released on April 12th showed over 46,000 reports of adverse events following COVID vaccines. Women have been disproportionately affected accounting for 77% of cases. Many are experiencing abnormal menstruation, raising fears that the vaccines could even affect fertility. Depopulation. Okay? So they don't even know if these vaccines are safe. You know and I know you depend on going to your job every day, right? You have a job, they give you money to do your job, you pay your bills with your job's money. You walk into work Monday morning and they say, in order to keep your job, you have to be vaccinated. You make a decision. I'm not going to get vaccinated, so I'm going to have to go find another job. So you go to the next workplace and you go, you work there and you go until within a month, until two months, until three months. Every business is now being required for employees to be vaccinated. Now what? I thought when Joe Biden was elected, this was all going to go away. But it's being useful to somebody for control, massive depopulation, affecting the very womb of a woman that is to produce life. Let's go to point number two. Number two reason we should be concerned, vaccine geopolitics, okay, or politics. To all intents and purposes, the West is already locked in a new Cold War with China and Russia. Tensions are escalating on an almost daily basis. And if you're listening, you'll find out that's very true. And I want to encourage Rick Wiles of True News and his team. They were the first ones before the main media, news media, talked about the Russian troops. They were talking about it. They were investigating, getting the real results. Now it's everywhere about the troops in Russia gathering at the border. True News, Rick Wiles, They did an excellent job in reporting over a week ago before the news ever took it on. So now, against such a backdrop with the the new Cold War with America, China, Russia, it's hardly beyond the realms of possibility that at some point down the line, countries or companies in the West will refuse to recognize vaccine certificates that are based on Russian or Chinese vaccines and vice versa. 
The justifications for doing so will grow as bad news continues to emerge about the efficacy and safety of vaccines. Over the past weekend, Western news sources reported that George Fu Gao, G-A-O, director of the Chinese Center for Disease Prevention and Control, had publicly acknowledged that Chinese-made vaccines currently offer low efficacy against the virus. He said, and I quote, we will solve the issue that current vaccines do not have very high protection rates, he said, adding that adjusting the dosage or sequential immunization and mixing vaccines might boost efficacy. Sounds like a lab with an experimentation, right? I'm sure you've all seen the little cartoon of the two rats. And the one rat says to the other rat, hey, did you get vaccinated yet? He says, no, I'm waiting for the humans to get finished or something like that. It is definitely mad scientists in the lab of human experimentation. My God, it's amazing, isn't it? Since then, China has backtracked on the comments, but the episode nonetheless raises serious questions for those nations relying heavily on the Chinese jab, including many in Latin America. If Chinese vaccines are not as effective as originally thought, it's perfectly feasible that some countries in the West will refuse to acknowledge vaccine passes sporting the name of a Chinese vaccine. As such, rather than freeing up global travel, vaccine passports could be erecting new barriers. Point number three, and I just, if I, point number three, the potential for mission creep. What does that mean? To begin with, smart health cards are likely to include a person's complete name, gender, birth date, mobile phone number, and email address, in addition to vaccination information. But although Advertised as digital vaccination records, they are clearly intended to be used for much more. You know what I'm thinking about, and I, and I am taking a lot of time to do this. I might have to finish this tomorrow because um, reading too much could be uh, a troublesome thing. So I may finish it tomorrow. But do you remember 25 years ago when there were no cell phones, there was no Internet, www.coms? Do you remember 30 years ago? when there was nothing called a text, an email. There was no gathering of the human species to the computer. And how fast and how effective our world now, we worry when we don't have our cell phone with us. (gasps) Where's my phone? We're tuned in, we're glued in. You want to get something, what's your email address? Like that's your new identification code. It used to be your social security number, your driver's license. Now, I was on the computer yesterday looking for something online. My phone rang. It was the company I was looking at. I didn't press any buttons. 
I didn't do anything. I didn't give my phone number. I was online trying to find something. The company called me with with a voice, a pre-recorded voice. We're so happy that you've found us. We will be giving you a call in a few days. How is my phone in my computer, my email address? It's all digital. It's all computerized. It's not my social security card or my driver's license card. You could find everything out about me by my email address or my phone number or the last four digits. What has happened to us? You talk about being caught in a snare that shall come upon the whole earth and they shall not escape. God's word says, come out of her, my people. But you know, if you have a phone and you need to do business and you have an email address and you depend on text, how difficult it really is. And yet, Six months ago, whenever it was, when Patricia and I were celebrating our anniversary and my phone fell in the lake and it sunk to the bottom beyond recovery for four days, I had no phone and I was the freest man on this earth. I was so free. It was like something broke. How many hours a day are we spending on the phones, texting, looking, emailing, being listened to, conversations recorded, going online, searching something out, and somebody calls you all over the world? Electronic interconnectedness, the global mind of the beast nowhere to hide on our own how will we buy how will we sell with this next level of control and bondage vaccinations passports what's really going on right now Look up, for your redemption draws nigh. But after all, this is just a scientific thriller, right? I mean, none of this is real. I mean, this is just ridiculous. You know, and if you want to feel that way, then you need to join the left. You need to become a liberal. You need to step out of this crazy conservative right mentality, this Christian end-time Bible thinking mentality, and you need to join the progressive left and, and, and look at the way they see us as lunacy and get over there and get that vaccine and protect your family, for goodness sake. For every one case that doesn't work, there's a thousand that do work. And you people are paranoid and, and, and suspicious and, you know, you just guys are loons. And that book there you're reading, the Bible, has gotten even more loony because it's telling you about all the devils that are here and, and all the tribulation and you can't get a buy or sell mark of the beast. Come on. You know, if you want to avoid that, just 
join the progressive left. I wouldn't recommend it personally. I'd rather be aware and I'd rather find a community of people that want to do something about it. I need to know if there are people that love Jesus Christ, that understand this word, that are hearing what I'm saying to you right now about this word and are looking at the signs of the times and will no longer be in denial. Do you know there are many Egyptian Christians who live in denial? You know, denial river. I, I like to call them Egyptian Christians. They're in denial, man. They're in denial. We need to find that community of believers who are not afraid to say, maybe it's time to bail out. Maybe it's time to give up the phone, to give up the computer, to give up the television. Maybe it's time to disconnect and go away. We've worked, we've labored, we've tried to blow the trumpet, we've tried to warn, we've tried to tell. We have seen God's spirit so faithfully accurate. We are seeing things that are being shown and talked, spoken to us coming to pass. But that makes you a little bit crazy, doesn't it? You're going to give up your phone. You're going to give up your email. You're going to give up your computer. You're going to give up texting. How are you going to live? The next step that they're proposing is you can't go to the market without the passport. Could that actually be? What is, you know, they say that it's right before your eyes and you can't see it. Is it so simple that with all the signs of the times we've been talking about for years, particularly since 9-11-2001, we've leaped into this moment of global insanity and biblical end time realities. Is it possible that now we see forming before our very eyes the very mark and God is wanting us to acknowledge it? And respond to it. But what would that mean? That would mean giving up my comfort. That would mean giving up my flexibility, my internet highway, my, inter my ability to connect and text and email and talk and write and see and look and view and boom. I'd have to give that up. What would I be like if I didn't have my phone? What if I didn't have a microphone or a, a camera to look into or a computer gathering all this information? You see, they already know the book. The devil knows the book that people are going to be fleeing into the mountains and they're going to be going. They already know. They're just trying to cover the whole earth so nobody can escape. That's why being under the hedge of God's protection is the most important thing. And if we find ourselves like the Church of Smyrna being persecuted for our faith, for not taking the mark. We continue to lift up our head for our redemption draws nigh. And we willingly lay our lives down and say we're not doing that. And if that's not the mark, we'll see. But isn't it eerily close to being what we're 
looking for? I've tried to explain the number 660 and 6, right, in Revelation, how it's the number of a man's name, and that it's actually Chi, C-H-I, Z-X-I, Ping, Chi Z Ping, and Z-X-I is the president of China's name. No, it's Chi Z Stigma. His name is Z whatever, XI. The XI in the number 666, the middle number, the middle six is XI. The number of a man's name, the president of China, where the whole Wuhan thing started. I tried to tell. Is it possible that the passport will carry the digital code? Is there a community of people that are reading these times and are saying it's time to go? Or are there people saying, no, 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 I'm not ready to go yet. I'm still waiting for all the goodies that the world has promised to me. I just wonder how close we really are. And I think a lot of people are starting to wonder the same thing. I hope with all of my heart before God, you have been preparing for this moment. I hope before God that you have honored the Lord by honoring and obeying his word to first of all, witness the signs, be sensitive to what's happening, recognizing, perceiving, becoming aware. I hope you saw, wow, this is really lining up with prophecy and I hope you did what he told you to do prepare your spirit your soul and your body I hope you have and for those that have and have done it dependently upon Jesus have a trust that God will protect them but I'm wondering what the next step is for God's kids. Is there a community of believers? Or should we just say, well, it's kind of like it, but not yet. Let's stay in this a little bit longer and see if we can get some more stuff. And that may be, that may be. Either way, we're not going to get into fear, but we do need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Is this message resonating with anybody? Does it bear witness? Does it create a conversation? Maybe you're a multimillionaire and you've got the world by a string. Every need is met. You have all that you could ever dream. Are you listening to hear the voice? To use that wealth to be led by the Spirit to go and find a place or build a place? What are you trusting in? The money? We know that could end overnight. I'm just wondering. 
But enough of that. I'm going to go to my telephone line and see if anybody's there. It looks like there's a couple of calls coming in. Wow, we've got good calls. If you'd like to call into the broadcast, the number to call is 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. And remember, the pursuit here is to show pity and compassion for those who are being brought into perdition. The, the, the pursuit of our heart is not to condemn people that are taking a vaccination. We are to hate the sin but love the sinner. So abundantly clear. We should have compassion and pity upon people because they are going to be lost forever. And are we willing to take the risk of telling people the truth at the expense of our friendships or discomfort of their resistance to what we have to say? Well, let's take a few calls here today. I'm going to begin once again in Area code 605 is number one on the list. Let's take that call. Good morning, area code 605. You are on the air. Welcome to the broadcast. Good morning. Yes, I just want to say something. Uh, Ever since Passover, I have had in my spirit an expectancy of the King Jesus' return back to earth one more time in the days ahead. And today you brought out such an excellent teaching on that whole thing so that we don't become deceived. And then the other thing is this, that our governor spoke last night, she was on national television, and talked about the situation with all the refugees coming over. And God gave her a word of wisdom, I believe, in what she said. She said, I'm going to cut this short so I don't take up much of your time, but her statement was basically this. When we're not going to, South Dakota will not be receiving any of the refugees that are coming over illegally. But she said, when you become an American citizen, more or less, the doors will be open and you can come and in. And she, that was her statement to the, this whole thing on national television. Well, now there's been a big discrepancy against her. But she says, when you're an American, she said, call me and it'll be fine. And, you know, after traveling in other countries and even in some of these third world countries, I can see where people want to come to America, you know, because we have this freedom, have had it in the past, but we're, it's waning in, our, in the whole country. And my last thing is I would say prepare for impact. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Kathy. All right, great statements, great comments. And I'm so proud of your governor, and that's something to think about, that maybe, you know, there's a fight, there's a battle getting involved. I know here in Arkansas we're going to be doing the same thing. Uh, But because of the uh, shortness of time, let me get this next call. Kathy, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you and Ken. God bless you. We'll be seeing you very soon up in South Dakota ourselves. Let's take our next call, 479-238. You are on the air. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? This is Bill. Hey, Bill. Good morning to you, sir. Well, your your experience with the computer, I had a similar experience, and uh, it happened instantly. 
and and they actually knew where I was at, and uh, it, it, it was just unbelievable. And uh, but I had another situation when I walked into uh, one of these stores by that big box company. They got them littler stores, and I walked up there to do the self checkout. And the guy said, and my, my car, you know, sometimes your chip doesn't read right. So the guy said, Mr. Edwards, that's no problem. And, and I'm stopping. I'm going, how did he know my name? I mean, I never met the guy before ever. And he said, Mr. Edwards. I'm like, what? And, and, and he goes, he goes, here, come here. Let me do a facial scan. And, and we'll do a complete facial scan. And from that point on, you don't need your card. When you come to pay, we'll just scan your face and your eyes, and you're good to go. We take it out of your account. Of course, I can't uh, express to you how I told him that was never going to happen. But anyway, I'll hang up. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, and thank you for the call. I could imagine how you may have responded to that. Boy, we've so voluntarily given away so much of our freedom, haven't we? Let's take our next call, 858-864. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. And thank you, and God bless you for such a wonderful program today. Thank you. Can you talk a little louder, please? Oh, yes, I will. Uh, One of the things that – hold on just a moment, please. Yes. One of the things that had captured my thoughts quickly in the conversation that you gave over radio, which was extremely important to do and very in-depth for understanding, which I appreciate, one of the comments that you made was quickly, there will be a snare upon the whole world. And this COVID situation and the vaccine and the passport are the quickest snare that I have ever seen since I've been on the face of this earth. It went so fast, it was almost uh, mind boggling. And I know there's more snares to come, but that's exactly what was meant, I believe, that was prophesied. I believe it was in the book of Revelation, am I correct? Luke chapter 21. Okay, yes, 21, yeah. about the end days. Okay, 35. yes, thank you. 21, 35. 35. A snare will come upon the whole world. Yeah. And that's exactly what you described. And so we have to see this as that. And I think it will give us, you know, more understanding as we uh, seek, search, and look into it. And then when you brought up the left, and these far-left individuals, and call them an antichrist, that's exactly what they are. And I think we need to start calling all who do not understand and come against the will of God antichrist. Because that's, and they need to be titled for who they are. They don't mind titling the right or Christians in any way whatsoever. It's time we call them what they are, Antichrist. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Patricia, you know, as you're talking about that, um, I'm looking at this, again, Luke 21, 34. Take heed to yourselves, Jesus said, about this time, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with 
surfeiting, and that word surfeiting, I'm just looking at it right now, is the giddiness and headache caused by drinking wine to excess. In other words, don't allow your heart to be overcharged, and that word there, overcharged, um, again is, let's see, that's the Baruno, and the Baruno actually refers to being burdened. So don't be burdened, don't be overcharged, don't be weighed down by the giddiness of drink that comes through drinking too much wine. Uh, the world is really pouring out a lot of wine right now. And, um, but he tells us that we should not be caught up with drunkenness, the cares of this life. And so the day come upon you unawares, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Wow. There you go. There no you go. concern, no yeah. worry. Stay in perfect peace. Keep your Amen. eyes on the Lord and take your eyes off the world. Amen. That's coming right. out. Very good. Thank you, Patricia Joy, for your comment. I've got 60 seconds to take one more call. Let's say good morning to our brother, area code 916. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning, Pastor You have 45 Vincent. seconds, sir. 45 seconds. Well, then I better be quick. You've been on the time clock since last night. <laughs> I know. Isn't that how it works? Well, to say that out in the world, there are, especially on the Internet, there are millions and millions and millions of websites, all of which are packed with all sorts of information. But there is only one word of God, and that is as stated in the Bible, and that is the only true, genuine, unchangeable source of truth. I think it's very important for people, especially believers, not to be swayed or dismayed or taken in by what they read on the news media, excuse me, on the Internet and here on the radio and on the TV. <clears throat> Keep your eyes on the Word of God and you'll be fine. Obey the Word of God Excellent. and we will be fine. Excellent comment. That's Brother Mark, thank you so much. Story. Thank All right. you, brother. We'll see you later. Yes, sir. Bye -bye. Excellent Bye -bye. story. I love it. All right. So it looks like we've gone off the air on blog talk radio. And I just wanted to say real quick, um, good morning to our friends on the chat room. I saw a number of you that are out there today and I'm looking at some of your comments and they're very profound and very powerful comments. And I'm going to ask you to, this is what they told me to do, tell you to like this page, subscribe to it, subscribe to us on YouTube uh, it's be more effective. I don't know if that works or not. Uh, if you'd like to support this ministry financially, you could do that by going to our website at omegaradio.org, and there's a place to donate online. Thank you for those of you that do. A very serious moment to contemplate, but remember, please remember, get elated. Start dancing. Start going, yeah, we're in the end times, and our Lord is coming and this world is coming under his complete and total occupation for glory and righteousness and truth and light and love. Praise God. It's coming to an end. Let us continue to hurry the day of the Lord. Because on the other side is the glory. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll continue in our conversation that we started today. I'm Pastor Vince right now on OmegaRadio.org. There is a roundtable discussion. You're not going to want to miss it. Very profound, very powerful. OmegaRadio.org, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have a super blessed day.